I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As you would have seen over the last couple of days on the Guru YouTube channel and on the podcast here, we've been dropping our best 17s for 2024. So far, we have gone through the South Sydney Rabbitohs with Matty the Waterboy, and then of course he joined us for the Sydney Roosters as well. Now coming next week, we've only done the first two episodes, so they will drop on Monday and Tuesday afternoon on YouTube, and then they'll be on the podcast those nights. We've got the Canberra Raiders with the great Timmy Williams, he comes in and joins us. We've got a little clip of that today. Day. We'll just remind you that uh, we recorded this before Zach Hosking signed, uh, so we did miss out on that one, unfortunately. We would have him in our 17 somewhere, though, and it sort of changes the outlook on the back rowers a little bit. And then on Tuesday, I have got a solo episode dropping where I go through the Dolphins squad for 2024, pick my best 17, a very, very deep squad. And then we'll have Thursday, Friday, we'll have two more teams coming your way. So a heap of content still to come on the Rugby League Guru podcast for the preseason. We're going to hand you over now to myself and Timmy Williams, take a deep dive into the Canberra Raiders. This full episode will be available next Monday. Yeah, I really like both of them. Um, 5-8, this is going to be very interesting. Um, you've obviously got KO Weeks who's arriving down from the Manly Seagulls. Got a bit of first grade experience last year. Um, I don't know how you felt, Timmy, but to be honest with you, I was very high on KO Weeks. I thought he was very underwhelming in his games for Manly last year. I was actually shocked how underwhelming he was. Um, going to a new club, though, new opportunities. Um, you know, up at the Manly Seagulls, he's not the first player to struggle. So maybe it's not a KO Weeks problem. I'm excited to see him get down there. The other one is Ethan Strange. Uh, who came down from the Rooster system a couple of years ago, uh, played centre in the New South Wales 19s, and I think that's where most people have seen him. Watching him come through the juniors, I think he's more of a 5'8 than a centre, so I'm excited to see him get that opportunity. Which direction are you leaning in? Just looking up, Ethan Strange, checking his age and all, and all that sort of stuff. I know he played New South 19s last year. 
But, you know, I've always sort of last year or two among bloke, guru, playbook, that sort of stuff, considered myself one of the, the younger brigade in the rugby league community. <laughs> when I look up Ethan Strange, he was born in 2004. I'm like, dear Lord, could yeah. be the first time I've ever started to feel old. <laughs> he missed the Olympics by almost half a decade. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, so in terms of that one... Very interesting one. I'm with you. I was disappointed by KO Weeks. Maybe there was an unfair expectation on him coming in because of all the hype. And it's it's easy to forget that they are kids. They're coming in to one of the toughest sporting competitions in the world yeah. where veterans of the game who are twice their size are out there to smack them and shake them up. Uh, that being said, some can do it, some can't. Not saying KO Weeks can't, but I was a bit disappointed in how he performed there. Chopped and changed between sort of five eight fullback. You've utilised in a few different positions. I think utility as well there for a little bit. I think Ko Weeks at this stage again. I I'd, I would be surprised if Ricky Stewart knew which way he was going to go because I think he's got two blokes who trial games will mean a lot for. You know there are a lot of players in your squad that will play limited minutes over the trials because they're like we know they'll be good for round one. We know they're locked into the team. I think Ricky's going to want to see as much of these two as he can, particularly their combinations in-game with Jamal Fogarty. Yep. Leaning towards Weeks, are we convinced that Weeks is a 5'8 and not a fullback anyway? Because I was sort of, what we've seen of him so far and what I'd heard was leaning towards him being more of a fullback. That's probably a little bit of a query as well. But then we look at Strange as well, who was very good at centre in New Wales under-19s and has been for the Raiders in, in lower grades. I don't think either of them are necessarily out and out 5'8". It doesn't mean they can't be crafted into it, but a lot of question marks. I think Weeks is an interesting guy, as you said. I think when he actually came into first grade at first last year, he was playing a bit of utility. He was coming on playing a little bit of nine, and I just kept looking at him going, fuck, you look like a fullback to me. I thought the same. Then he got his opportunity at fullback, and I'm watching him at fullback going, "Mm, are you a fullback? (laughs) I'm, I'm not convinced. So... I and if he did play five eight last year, I don't recall. I don't remember him playing five eight. I'm not sure what Ko Weeks is yet. And I'll, from watching Ko Weeks, I don't know if Ko Weeks knows yet either. Oh, I just think I, he knows he's a talented footballer. He's got something to offer. I personally think Ethan Strange is the more out and out five eight out of them. Well, remember last year we were looking at, at periods there, particularly over Origin, if DC was getting a rest or. You know, shoes should have been chopped and changed. All sorts of things were going on. We were expecting weeks to come in and, and potentially play for eight, and they'd go for like Cooper Johns. Yeah. And that concerns me. Big time. No, not yep. on Cooper Johns. Love the bloke. Did a great job. But as a bloke who was touted as one of the next, I shouldn't say stars of the game, but promising futures, and he couldn't get a start there, and, and we're going into round one, potentially our starting 5-8, he would come out and kill it, and I hope he does. But... You know, in, in a squad that already has question marks over fullback with young blokes, you know, our hooking rotation is solid at best. It's a worry. Yep. However, between the fullback five eight spots, we've got a few options, young blokes with a lot of potential. It's exciting. If Chevy is the one and he's gone for the very young option there, do you think that hurts the case of Ethan Strange to be the 5'8"? Do you think Ricky, if he goes young in one of them, he might look for just a little bit more experience in another one? Or do you think they're all just sort of even playing field? I think pretty even playing field just yeah. because K.O. Weeks, albeit slightly older than Strange, he's not much older. He's still in the, in the early stages of his career. Yeah. Ricky Stewart has traditionally 
He's always gone for a bigger body at 5'8", if he can, and the better defensive options. If the push comes to shove and, and he's chopping and changing his ideas, he's always tended to go for that bigger body, which at this stage, weak, strange, again, trials. Yeah. Whoever holds their own defensively at 5'8", in the trials, will have a massive run. One of them could set up three tries and score one, let three tries in. The other one could... Score one, set one up, be solid defensively. I can Ricky Stewart goes with the defender because that's just the way he's gone in the past. Yep, I agree. Which brings me to my next question, and I've heard. Well, I think we've heard it. Little sniffs here and there. Seb Chris, any chance at that six jersey? I refuse to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I I just definitively no. I would never say anything definitively around Ricky Stewart <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we, we, you know, we've just said they're in a transitional period. Look into the future. Is Seb Chris going to be our 5'8 long term? God, no, he's not. It's a stopgap solution. And look, results-wise and defensively and whatnot, it, it might be a short-term option where we have more success, but put KO Weeks in there, put Ethan Strange in there and just start building for the future. We're realistically not going to win a premiership this year. I hope I'm wrong and we're replaying this in, you know, nine months' time. We've just won a title, but, you know... Don't hold your breath. No, exactly. So why why stunt the growth of one of these players who, if not both of them, are going to be hopefully a big part of the Raiders' future to put Seb Crisp at 5'8", a position I don't think he's ever played? Yeah. Yep, completely fair. Now, the next guy I want to touch on, um, when I think about... Uh, the guys in the league that are most important to their sides. I think people straight away go Ponga, Turbo. When we have a look through the rest of that back line, your hookers, your 5'8", your, your fullback options, Fogarty is wildly important to this side now. Yeah, and Jack White at 5'8", obviously got a lot of ball for us in recent years and last year alongside Fogarty. It's, if it wasn't already... Well, I think it was Jack Whiten's team last year. Jamal would get us around the park, but when Jack wanted the ball, Jack got it, yep. as he should have. Jamal is the experienced player in this spine. He needs to have a big year. Yep. Even if he doesn't, we could be in all sorts. And I don't even mean, again, like people with big ERs, scoring tries, setting them up, all this. He just needs to lead and get them around the park, give us direction. Give whoever, whether it's Strange, Weeks, uh, Xavier Savage, whoever it is, he's going to have young players around him in the spine. Uh, Zach Wolford included, who's you know certainly older than the rest of them, but he hasn't played a lot of it, uh, first grade. Last two years, much better, but Jamal needs to lead this side around. Yeah, for sure. Mate, getting into your forward pack, I think a lot of this sort of picks itself. Um, obviously, if we have a look at this pack, Joe Tarpanay picks himself in the front row. Uh, Hudson Young, he is Mr. Canberra at the moment for me. Picks himself on the left edge. Elliot Whitehead picks himself on the right edge. Um, 13 jersey last year went to Corey Horsburgh, big red. Uh, made his origin debut, was sensational last season. I think for me and for us, that's probably the big question mark. Is Horsburgh going to be in the front row or in the 13? Morgan Smithies arrives. Where do you have all them sitting? Uh, what is it, Ricky Stewart roulette in the Ricky forward Stewart pack? Yep. Yeah, so we we can only largely guess here, but I don't think Morgan Smithies has signed to come over and play off the bench. Yep. I think Joe Tarpany will definitely be the number eight or the ten, whichever way you want to go. I can they'll lean towards Corey Horsburgh at ten, playing him up front. 
using Josh Papaletti off the bench as a bit of X factor. He's getting older, big Papa, but he can have awesome X factor off the bench. He'll still be one of our best forwards this year, but he's going to play more limited minutes than in the past, like every forward does in the twilight of their career. Uh, and I think that leaves Morgan Smith. He's probably at number 13. Mm. I think he could potentially be a big minute 13. I don't think you can expect the world from him, but I think he's going to come out and make 40 to 50 tackles a game and have 15 to 20 runs and just work his ass off. Bit of ball playing about him. I'm excited to see how much ball playing there is about him in the trials, but we know the Raiders have really struggled for a... a, As soon as they struggled, Ricky's obviously opted to go against that modern-day ball-playing lock in recent years, and it's worked at different stages, but I think they'll try and get a bit more of that in Morgan Smithies. Yep. Uh, what that means for his minutes, time will tell, but I think that's probably 8, 10, 13. Yeah, I was having a look at Morgan Smithies the other day, and I've spoken to three or four guys that played with or against him from the Super League, and they all wrap him galore. They all wrap him. I watched some footage of him the other day, and just, like, to me, it looks tough as nails. Just a very up-and-down sort of footballer. And he'll be a guy we'll talk about in Supercoach because he's reasonably cheap. But the other day, I watched a lot of tape of him. I did not see a single offload or a single tackle break. But he looks tough as fucking nails. And I think he'll... I think teammates wrap him because, again, he's not a star Englishman coming out who's going to bust tackles, offload, score tries, set them up, all these sorts of things. But, you know, he might be in that that Michael Luck mould, the David yep. Stagg mould, Dallas Johnson, just these absolute workhorses who you would just give anything to play uh, alongside. And I'm not saying Smithies is going to be this good. I haven't seen enough of him. But that kind of bloke that you just you know he's going to give everything for you. He's not going to miss a tackle. He'll be the last, that that English John Bateman that just chases tries to chase down everything that he can. That'll be screaming downfield to to stop a runaway winger getting a, a, a try under the post to add the, an easy two. I think he'll be all heart, and I think that's what I take from all these ex teammates saying we love this bloke and we rate him so highly. Uh, a good fit for what the Raiders have done with their grit and their passion the last few years. Now, one thing I wanted to get in the new studio was an alarm system that went off every time David Stagg is mentioned, <laughs> and it's taken 25 minutes of your first episode for him to get a run, which I fucking love. How I, good. I was actually on a, one of my – I was probably my first podcast ever. Actually, I was working at the Daily Telegraph and did a podcast with a, a mate, Nick Campton, who is one of the all-time diehard Canberra Raiders supporters, and we actually called that David Stagg Studio, and I was going to bring that up within the first 20 <laughs> seconds of this podcast. So the fact that it's taken 25 minutes, um, you've got out of it right. Yeah, stay patient, David Stagg fans. <laughs> um, at nine, Wolford, mate, uh, I think he's the obvious starting choice, right? I think so. I think so, yeah. Danny Levi, Tom Starling. I think Ricky's gone certainly against the Tom Starling starting in recent years, so I'd be surprised if it was him. Maybe Danny Levi, who he started with last year, but Wolford comes in, does a job. He might not play big minutes. He might play 20 to 30 minutes, but looking like it'll be it'll be Wolford. I think it'll be Wolford. I don't know what – I think Starling, last time he was in the nine jersey, might have spat in Ricky's coffee or something. <laughs> I don't know what's doing there. But, um, mate, the 14 then, out of the other two, who'd be your choice? I mean, who'd be your choice out of Starling and Danny Levi? Or do you find a spot for maybe one of these young guys? My choice would be Tom Starling. Mm. I think him and Wolford can work in tandem well. That, you know, we see this split of hookers in the current day where I think Mitch Kenny and Appy Coruscant, where 
He'll play, Wolford will play the first 20 to 25 minutes. He's a more solid body, solid defender. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And do the dirty work early on. Once there's a bit of fatigue in the opposition, you bring Tom Starley on, who's electric through the middle. Really, really just a quick, one of the quickest dummy halves in the game in that sort of Damien Cook mould. And I think that combination works well. You can play Starlow, whether it's in two hits or whether you bring uh, Wolford back on at the sort of 55-minute mark to finish the game. I like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ricky go in the way of Danny Levi, who, you know, he signed him for a reason 18 months, two years ago. And... Backed him, started with him. So he obviously likes Danny Levi. He was injured last year and missed a big chunk of the season. I don't know which way I'll go. I, I almost lean towards him maybe going with Danny Levi. I would go Tom Starling. Yeah, I would go Tommy Starling as well. That leaves us with three bench spots. You mentioned before, Josh Papali. He shits into one of them. Uh, do we both agree? Emre Gula, just a kid from Mascot, doing his best down there in Canada. Mascot boy, Emre. Yeah, he played for the Jets. I don't know if he's from Mascot. But he I was chatting to him um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, and he was saying that he thinks Canberra's a much better place than Mascot. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, <laughs> mate. Righto. Said it felt more like home. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, Emre was part of um, Darren Brown coached a Mascot team. They went undefeated for like eight years. He was, part, I, I think he was like a centre or a winger in that side. Crazy. Jeez. I think but it was yeah. him... Might have been Keon Coleman-Tungy and Cam Murray in the same side. Dear Lord. Insane. Yeah, fucking crazy. Imagine <laughs> cut up against that as a junior. Missed me with that. Yeah. Um, and then the year above, they had Dylan Walker and AFB and Aaron Gray and Tyron Phillips in the same time. It was like a very strong... Yeah.